Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. You are about to listen to an original episode of Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of upcoming shows, go to barrykatz.com. After you finish the podcast, please take a moment to subscribe to it, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it sucks. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard. Happy New Year, everybody. I am recording this podcast from a sauna at an undisclosed location near Aspen, Colorado. Figure it out. I don't get it myself, but it's fun. I'm enjoying myself, and I'm thrilled to be bringing this episode to you. The best of 2017, part two of two. Before I start, I want to thank you all again so much for a great year. You guys have been so wonderful. Without you, this podcast would never be where it is today. And I'm so, so grateful to all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so before we start this, there was a song that came out recently that really affected me which is Walk on Water by Eminem with Beyonce. I want to read you a little bit of the lyrics of this song, Walk on Water. Keep in mind that Eminem is probably one of the greatest musical storytellers in history. And if he isn't one of the greatest... He's certainly in the top 1% of 1%. So when I first heard the song, I was so shocked because of the words that he said. And I'm going to share them with you. If you haven't heard it already. Why are expectations so high? Is it the bar I set? My arms I stretch, but I can't reach. A far cry from it. Or it's in my grasp, but as soon as I grab, squeeze, I lose my grip like the flying trapeze. Into the dark I plummet. Now the sky's blackening. I know the mark's high. 
butterflies rip apart my stomach, knowing that no matter what bars I come with, you're going to hark, gripe, and that's a hard Vicodin to swallow. So I scrap these as pressure increases. Like khakis, I feel the ice cracking. It's the curse of the standard. That's the first of the Mathers disc set. Always in search of the verse that I haven't spit yet. Will this step just be another misstep to tarnish whatever legacy, love, or respect I've garnered? The rhyme has to be perfect, the delivery flawless, and it always feels like I'm hitting the mark till I go sit in the car, listen, and pick it apart. Like this shit is garbage, God's given me all this, still I feel no different regardless. Kids look to me like I'm a god. This is retarded. If only they knew it's a facade and it's exhaustive. And I try to not listen to nonsense, but if you bitches are trying to strip me of my confidence, mission accomplished. I'm not God sent, Nas, Rakim, Pac, Big, James, Todd, Smith, and I'm not Prince. So I walk on water, but I ain't no Jesus. I walk on water, but only when it freezes. Because I'm only human, just like you making my mistakes. Oh, if you only knew. I don't think you should believe in me the way you do, because I'm terrified to let you down. So when you hear this from a guy at this level, it just blows you away, but it truly is inspirational because it lets everybody know no matter what level you're at, you can still feel this way. It's the kind of thing, if you can keep it into perspective, it will drive you higher and higher and higher to more successes. If you're somebody who's in a job that you feel like you have security, well, what's the worst that can happen as you try to move up the ladder in that company? The worst that can happen is you get taken out, you get laid off, Think about it. If you're worried about going on that next job interview, if you set up 10 interviews, what's the chances of you going 0 for 10? It's not going to happen. Just stay the course. Push yourself. Give yourself the best opportunity in this new year to change your life, change the world with your actions. And be everything you can be, not just to the world, but to the people in your life. And you can go out and make it happen. And I guarantee if you have the kind of drive and efficiency and forcefulness and persistence tempered with a little bit of self-angst, maybe not as much as Eminem, but enough to get you going where you need to go. I guarantee you, 2018 will be your best year yet.
Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Happy New Year, everybody. Can't wait to get to these interviews, and I can't think of a better way to start this Best of Industry Standard 2017 Part 2 of 2 than with my first guest. He is an American stage magician described by Forbes magazine as the most commercially successful magician in history. His TV specials have won 21 Emmy Awards and been nominated 38 times. He's best known for his combination of storytelling and illusion, with a career that spanned over 40 years and has earned him 11 Guinness World Records, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a knighthood by the French government, and he has been named a living legend by the U.S. Library of Congress. So far in his career, he has sold over 33 million tickets and grossed over $4 billion, which is more than any other solo entertainer in history. As a matter of fact, Forbes just listed him as the fifth wealthiest entertainer in the world behind George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Michael Jordan, and Oprah. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't think of a better way to start this thing off than with one of the greatest entertainers of my or any lifetime, David Copperfield. I mean, I talk about passion. You have to be passionate about something. You have to find something you're passionate about. You have to be educated about every aspect of what you're doing. Preparation means know how to market it. Preparation means make sure it's honest. Um, preparation means really over, over study, over practice, over learn about what can go wrong w with everything. And then persistence is because with all those things, you will fail unless you keep going. Because every day there's going to be an obstacle in front of your face. There's going to be somebody saying no, somebody who might be jealous of you, somebody who just doesn't get it. Make sure that you have a voice of your own. Make sure you have a special voice. Make sure you're, 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 what you're doing has a unique flavor or form or, 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 or something that could be noticeably different. What's that voice? Why is it important? And then figure it out. You know, once you know what it is, learn everything you can and back everything up and then charge ahead because uh, all those no's can be turned into yeses. You just have to uh, really work hard and prepare and uh, then keep charging forward. My next guest is an American actor, comedian, screenwriter, and director, a stand-up comic and a veteran of the NBC sketch comedy legendary series Saturday Night Live. He's had an incredibly successful career in feature films as well as television, including starring roles in the comedy films 
Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, the hot chick, the bench warmers, and grown-ups. This guy's advice, incredible. Rob Schneider. If you can imagine yourself doing anything else, see yourself doing anything else, do that. Because it's really hard. Um, but if you insist that this is your life, you want to do it, then you have to make it your obsession. You have to live, breathe, eat, and sleep it. And if and uh, create your own stuff. Now has never been a tougher time in show business. It's never been a better time in show business. And it's always been that way. It will always be that way. But you have an opportunity to do things now with the Internet. You know, there are they're guys from YouTube that are getting on uh, you know, or Instagram, who can fucking get a, a movie made? That's fucking unbelievable. Very rare, but it's it's possible. So you have to do something and love it so much, and make and and you have to be so excited about it that it has a chance to excite other people. And that's the only chance you have to do that and live it and breathe it and sleep it. I used to get up first thing in the morning and hit the pad writing jokes. That was the only way that I was in control of. You got to be in what you're con in control of. And if you're doing stand-up, then you can control that and get on stage when you're in control of that. And hopefully if you get to a point where you do like a, a YouTube movie or show, you're in control of that and you can do that. And then eventually you're going to lose some of that control and you have to work within that system and work within it to the best of your ability and keep it humane and also... You got to know when to take the notes and know when to pass on the notes and how to do it in a way that won't get you kicked out of the studio. My next guest is a sportscaster who currently can be heard on all of the NFL telecasts that you see every weekend. He's a native of Miami, Florida, with more than 30 years in broadcasting. Throughout his career, he's covered premier events, the biggest in the world, including the World Series, NBA Finals, NCAA Final Four, the Masters and U.S. Open, the Triple Crown, the Olympics, the Daytona 500, and the Super Bowl. It doesn't get any bigger than this guy. Chris Myers. Well, you hit the key word dream, and it's a, and it's okay to dream, but you gotta you gotta back it up. Uh, I, I told my old son, and the, my own son, and this applies in anything, and he's going into a different field. Uh, but you know, uh, work hard, show up on time, get along with people, do a little more than the job requires. Those were some of the basic things that I kind of applied. And the natural thing is, if you care about what you're doing, if you're passionate, you you don't feel like you're working. You're, you're always wanting to do it when they call you're ready and when you're not you're thinking about how can i do it better how can i how can i accomplish this there are a lot of different ways isn't even as i showed back in my time to get through so that people can see and hear you uh, about what you have to say and, and what you want to do uh so that and, and try to be as professional as you can be especially based on on how sensitive things are today about what you say and how you say it you can still be opinionated and outrageous uh without without crossing uh, the boundary my next guest, wow, what an inspiration. Incredible. An American television personality and retired Olympic gold medal winning decathlete, best known for appearing in the Juggernaut show Keeping Up with the Kardashians and her own show I Am Kate, recently wrote a best-selling book called The Secrets of My Life, formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Please welcome my guest, an incredible, incredible, inspirational honor, Caitlyn Jenner. Number one, you have to be true to yourself. 
Number two, you have to be true to your loved ones. Um, if there's a little bit of compensation, if to make maybe the other people uh, come around, um, I would say, you know, do your best to do that. Um, do your best to help other people understand what you're going through. Uh, but the bottom line is living your life with no secrets is the only way to go. Um, and it may be tough. It may be difficult. It may take a while for other people to come around, but the bottom line is, um, yeah, you, you, you have to live your life with a happy soul, you know, and that's really hard to do sometimes. And whatever your stuff may be, it could be drinking, alcohol, whatever, you know, all the time you do something like that, it affects a lot of people and, uh, do your best to live your life authentically. I mean, it's, it's the only way to go. My next guest is a stand-up comedian and actor and a guy who I really, really love. He is so incredible, works so hard. He's done numerous hour specials, more television appearances than I can count, and is best known probably for creating and starring in the Vince Vaughn-produced show, Sullivan and Son. Please welcome my guest, Steve Byrne. I, I would just say it, it always gets better if you want it to get better. It's all in your mind. I think the, those who dwell and get negative and, you know, shit on people that are more successful or, or getting something, it's like that's a loser's mentality. I think lose the negativity, always drive towards positivity be be happy for people that are successful be happy for that guy that just got that deal or just got that pilot or just got renewed for another season because he knows how hard it is to be a stand-up because you know how hard it is to be a stand-up so i've always tried to celebrate and enjoy other people's success and hopefully let it fuel me but in terms of like what I would definitely relate to somebody younger is stay positive and work your fucking ass off because nobody else is going to give it to you. The days of getting discovered in 20 years of stand up, I've never seen anybody do a set and get a TV show the next day. And I think that's the pipe dream that every comic has. Write for yourself, create, you know, especially if you're all these people that talk about diversity. Diversity, all, all, all the diversity just means opportunity. And so, are you going to create your own opportunities or are you going to wait for the industry to give you the opportunities? The industry is not racist. The industry is not not wanting to cast black people or Asian people or, you know, we need a black James Bond. It's like we don't need a black James Bond. We need a black individual to write an amazing black spy hero cut from his own cloth. That's what I want to see. So, you know, are you going to keep banging on the doors waiting for people to hire you? Or why not open up your own shop? And that's the way I just look at it in terms of diversity and opportunity and positivity. My next guest is as controversial an actor and comedian and musician and television and film producer as it gets. His first regular television role was on the short-lived but very influential The Ben Stiller Show, which won an Emmy Award the first year and was canceled. In the mid-90s, he had a long-running stint on the NBC show News Radio and was a supporting character on Less Than Perfect. He also had his own program, 
that bared his name on MTV. He is noted for his outlandish behavior from a number of Comedy Central roasts and other appearances. But when it comes right down to it, this guy, when the red light of the camera comes on, is a genius and will never, ever give you one frame that isn't holy shit funny. And I'm talking about my next guest, Andy Dick. Don't give up. Don't listen to other people. Everyone else is going to shit on you. If there's one person out there that says, I like what you're doing, hang on to that. There was, for every one person that liked what I was doing, there was 20 people saying, give it up, dude. So don't listen to those people. Listen to your heart and then go for it in your community because you, the, the young people are probably trapped in, in their family life. They're not going to move out of Pittsburgh anytime soon. So get involved. Go look for your community theater. Be an intern at the local radio station. Anything that gets you out there in front of the public kind of, this is just, this is for actors and whatever, but you can apply it to, any, to anything. Get internships. Just get involved. Don't sit on your fucking ass and go, I can't wait to be famous. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. You've got to get out there. Get out there. Go to your community theater. You don't have a community theater? Guess what? Fucking start one. Go, I'm going to start a little community theater. I have this play. Anybody that wants to do, do theater, you can write your own theater. Get involved in an improv group. Take a class. There's so many things you can do. If the, Every town has a church. Every church has a basement. And you can put on little plays in the basement of the church. Anyone can do it. Next up is an American sports agent who changed the face of the business through his 41-year career. He's represented over 300 professional athletes in football, baseball, basketball, boxing, and Olympic sports. And he's also represented the number one overall pick in the NFL draft a record eight times. He is often credited as the real-life inspiration of the sports agent from Cameron Crowe's film, Jerry Maguire. Ladies and gentlemen, I know this guy is going to really move you. Lee Steinberg. To the latter, I think it's really critical to do an internal assessment of what is critically important to each person in the world so they can be true to that not to be influenced by what someone else thinks is important. The quality when you get knocked down is resilience. Life will throw endless amounts of uh, challenges, and it's not so important that you get knocked down, but can you come back up? Can you understand that you're not, as I did, that I wasn't a starving peasant in Darfur, that I didn't have the last name Steinberg in Nazi Germany, that um, I was not uh, crippled or had cancer. So many people have it so much worse, and that that your skill set and talent can still come back. Can you reinvent yourself over and over again? Um, and then do you have a vision for the world? Do you have a passion? Do you have a ethical, moral foundation internally. And understand that human beings evolved in a way where um, we lived in 20 or 30 
group uh, caves <laughs> for years and years. We are social animals. And, um, and if the person who's down, whose life seems cataclysmic, who can see nothing but despair and failure, can just reach out to another person. Now, as to your young person, um, study psychology because everything you will do in life comes down to interactions between people. Even for the brilliant scientist who can come up with a way to launch a rocket to Mars or someone in biotech or someone in computer coding, at the end of the day, those are great skills, but it come down to the relationship with people. And the whole key to having a happy family life, to having a happy um, uh, professional life is listening. Can you listen? Can you get yourself to calm down, stop thinking about the next comment you're going to make, and really immerse yourself in the moment? My best advice is to understand that this moment that we're sharing together is every bit as critical as every other moment. And to be present, totally focused in each moment, to garner the text, the subtext, um, and stop being distracted, you know, stop bumping into walls and other people while you're staring at a cell phone that uh, is telling you really unimportant things. You know, sometimes I watch people out in the world with their cell phones, and I'm wondering, well, did war just break out, you know, in North Korea? Um, did their parent die? What is so critical that they're oblivious to their environment and the opportunity there and staring at a cell phone? You know, you want to think about this. What life are you waiting for? What incarnation are you waiting for to be open, you know, and honest? Um, it's, uh, this is our one life. And um, um, even though biomed is pretty good, it's probably not coming back again. This is our moment. My next guest is a wonderful American comedian, actor, writer, producer, and podcaster. He has such an insight on the business, and he is so, so smart. Right now, he's best known for his own HBO show produced by Judd Apatow, now heading to his second season called Crashing, where they actually set the show up in the establishment that I ran and owned for close to 20 years in New York, the Boston Comedy Club. This guy is so nice, so kind, so generous. Please welcome Pete Holmes. Hit the ceiling where you are. Uh, that, that's the first thing. So if you're in Portland, hit the Portland ceiling. Become the best comedian in Portland. And then, depending on your goals, move to New York or L.A., I would say, for sure. But when you... F like, everything in show business happens when it's really obvious, that's part of the undeniability. It's like, it's obvious. You're supposed to get out of here. You're supposed to keep growing. Don't become the local hero. Don't become the guy that just stayed in that town. When you're hot, leave. And you won't even feel that hot. You won't be like, I never bomb. You'll still be bombing sometimes. But when you hit that ceiling, when you feel like you can walk into any of the little local shows and go on, 
uh, leave. New York, I would say, if you're a stand-up, is, is still invaluable. Uh, I don't know what the scene is like right now, but that would only make it easier. This brings me more, apart from the moving thing, to the general advice. Is one is don't get comedy cancer. Comedy cancer is hating people. It really is. I remember you talked about Aziz earlier, and I love Aziz. I really do. He, he can kind of not be the warmest person, so like he can rub you at least in my experience, the wrong way. I'm such a fucking golden retriever. I'm just looking for some sort of, and he's kind of cooler than that. You know what I mean? Literally cool and cool. But uh, Aziz and I came up together. So here's this young guy and like that, he just uh, apparently starts shooting up. You know what I mean? He's passed at this club. He's passed at this club. What the fuck is going on here? Like, we don't understand. He's good, but like, why is this happening? Then he's in Rolling Stone, comic to watch. Then he gets this and this and this and this. And he always acted like, yeah, like he had a vision. Talk about a goal and a vision. He denies saying it. When Dane sold out Madison Square Garden, I went out for a burger with Aziz, and Aziz did the math. I, I don't know why he's ashamed of the story, and it's possible that I'm misremembering it. I would bet $100,000 that I'm not, though. He said, how old was Dane when he sold out Madison Square Garden? I think he was in his 30s. You Let's know. say he was 31. So here's Aziz, and he's 24. He goes, that means I have seven years. He set that. He goes, I'm going to. And what did he just do? He just sold it out. Why are you embarrassed of that story? That's a great story. That's an inspirational story. And according to him, it's not true. I'd like to go on the record. He says he didn't say that. I think he did. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but a lot of people hated Aziz. Everyone. If you, if you, it's like being a sports fan. If you wanted to talk to a comedian that you don't know about something, shit on Aziz. Open with who is this motherfucker with a stupid beard? And he goes up and blah, 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 blah. Everyone shit on this kid because he was really hot, really fast. The director, let's say, a friend of mine was on a movie, director, big director leaves the scene. Everybody talks shit about the director, big director. The director doesn't win. The boss doesn't win. He doesn't please everybody. I know it's uh, heavy lays the crown, lies the crown. It's not that. It's just another way of being like, it's a byproduct. Dane is going to have haters. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to happen. Uh, so anyway... I watched the people, I, I made a conscious decision to not continue to talk shit. I did initially. So at a certain point, I was like watching the people that really hated him. And it really was like cancer. Started slowing them down. They stopped doing as many spots. And all of them aren't doing comedy anymore. That's a fact. They don't do it anymore. Because it killed them. They went straight. They all got jobs. Because they couldn't do it. Because they were blind. It's like Darth Vader. They're blinded. Feel the power. They think it's power. It's not. It's killing them. So avoid comedy cancer. That's not to say like, I love talking shit to an extent. There's a light way to do it. And then there's the dark side way to do it. Then the other thing, and this is so basic and any self-help book will tell you this. And I'm just going to be another person saying it, but like find the person that's doing what you want to do. That's just a little bit ahead of you. And talk to that person, then talk to the next person, then talk to the next person, then talk to them. It's not brain science. A lot of people go right to like the top guy. Conan doesn't have any advice for you as to how to become a talk show host. But like the guy that's like a little bit better than you, that's booking slightly better rooms than you, hang out with him. This is this is ridiculous, but it's a Joel Osteen quote. You know that cheesy pastor? I actually really like him because he's just blindly telling you what you want to hear. But he has this quote where he says, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're kicking around with the pigeons. 
But I watch these people congregate into these little clusters of people that are dragging each other down, like crabs in a bucket. You can't leave because the other crabs just, they're trying to leave too, and all they're doing is pulling down the other crabs. That's a Richard Rohr comparison, by the way, his metaphor. But anyway, you got to watch who you're with and then keep your gaze ahead. I became friends with John Mulaney, TJ Miller, Kumail Nanjiani. You know, they were all great comedians. I don't think that makes me shallow to go like part of what I like about you is your uh, commitment to this craft and your ability at the craft. And I want to hang out with you. I've, I've never been ashamed of that. Like I saw Mulaney on stage. I go, that's my kind of guy. I want to hang out with that guy. Then there's a little crab bucket over here shitting on his ease. I'm like, enjoy your bucket because they get fried and get served with lemon. My next guest is an American comedy legend, actress, voiceover artist and writer who's best known for her work in so many great films, including one of the greatest animated films I've ever seen called Inside Out, one of the original seven cast members of the NBC show Saturday Night Live. Ladies and gentlemen, what an honor. should definitely check out this podcast. But here's a little snippet of Lorraine Newman. I would tell them to trust their interests because that's how they can be original. I would tell them to read, 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 and see as much as you can of things that you like so that you can start from there because you have to be original or you really don't have a chance. So as long as you know what's come before, then you can make that leap and offer something that nobody's ever seen. My next guest is a musician, songwriter, and music producer who was a music director on the George Michael Faith Tour and then toured Europe with Elton John. He's produced Bananarama, Sybil, Simply Red, Girls Aloud, Lionel Richie, Hall and & Oates, and the late David Bowie. What a take on the business this guy had. Please welcome Gary Miller. If you want to be really successful, all you can do is just just keep going. And you're going to fail, and you're going to fail, and you're going to fail. Everybody does. I have done many, many times. You do, you do what you fail all the time. But you just got to keep, I think you just got to keep going and be persistent. And obviously, just work really hard. I mean, it's, 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 that's the problem with today. Everything looks like it's so easy. You know, with YouTube, everybody wants to be famous. They want to be a, a TV producer. They want to be a record producer, songwriter. And the thing is, I think it's just consistency and just hard work and, and practice. You know, just you've got to keep going. I think most people, a lot of people today, they haven't got a, a very long attention span. So if it's not working within three months, you're like, oh, this is it. I'm going to try something else now. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifelong ambition, really. My next guest is a comedian and actor who's appeared on BET, VH1, Comedy Central, and feature films such as Soul Plane, Original Gangsters, Johnson's Family Vacation, and Zoolander. What a presence. What charisma. Godfrey. For a young comic, I, it's hard because with all this um, Instagrams and Facebooks, you know, they're using those things. Some of those people get fame through that. But if they're asking me, I'd be like, I'm I'm an old school guy, so 
I say, you know, what you do is you do your best to get on stage as much as you can. You treat this comedy, it's not a hobby, it's a real craft. I say you watch people that came before you because in order for us, for order for the, the reason why I did this is because I saw people before me. I said actually be a student of, not to sound corny, but be a student of the craft, man. Really like stage time is important, writing is important, finding your voice is important. Of course you don't find it until 10, 15 years, but that should be your focus. To me, it's a sport. I think it's a physical sport. You know, to, in order to become a better hitter, you got to go to the batting cages and you got to hit a thousand balls. You got to go to the comedy clubs and you got to tell your jokes a thousand fucking times. You got to put the fucking work in, man. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. My next guest is a television creator, executive producer, and director whose credits include groundbreaking shows like Dream On and, of course, one of the greatest shows on television, Friends. Please welcome... Kevin Bright. Well, for the actor, one thing I find when you go into the room, be very focused, do your thing, and leave. There are actors who come into the room and sometimes out of nervousness and sometimes it's their shtick. They have a lot to say before they ever read anything. And that usually doesn't go over well. So, you know, from all of my casting experience, I think that's one thing. I know you, you're, you're nervous and you're trying to be sociable, and that, but just go in and do your thing and leave. That's, that's, that's the best way to get a part. So saying all that other stuff usually just hurts you, you know. So that's my, my big actor note. Um, and I would say for anybody who wants to be in television two things first of all find a hero because we all need a model that we want to aspire to be and you know it's a question I, I often ask uh, film and television students you know when they ask me to say how do I get a job like, who's your hero so the first thing you're gonna do is do everything within your power to work for that hero Tell him you'll work for nothing. Tell him or her that, you know, wh whatever it is, you know, and be determined about it. And you might get to work for that person. 
And if you don't, then the next note is be specific about what you want to do. Don't say you want to just work in television. Don't just say you want to work in film. What kind of television? What kind of film? Especially today, I think that's really important because there are so many choices. You know, you want to be a TV producer on YouTube? You want to you want to do those kinds of shows where, you know, it's about viewership and monetizing in a different way, uh, some of which are very successful, so I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying anything down about doing, being a producer on YouTube? Do you want to do game shows? Do you want to do the news? Do you want to do late night? Do you want to do uh, one hour dramatic? Do you want to do half hour comedy? Do you want to do variety? You know, so you really, and, and the reason you need to be specific is because you need to develop a passion. Because this business is too damn hard to work in if you don't really love it. So that's the final piece of advice is, if you don't really love it, you're never going to be successful in it. It has to mean more to you than anything in your life. Yes, including a significant other, especially in the beginning when you're climbing up. Down, you know, my recommendation, don't get involved in relationships while you're still climbing the ladder. It usually doesn't work out well. Some people do want to support you during that. I was fortunate to have one of those people, but... I think most people don't have the patience when you have no time for them and all your time is going to what you love and want to do in life. So uh, you got to love it. That's the last piece of advice. My next guest is an American actress and comedian who was a cast member on Saturday Night Live from 2014 to 2017 and really shook it up. She has a great take on everything. She's smart. She's funny. She's worldly, and I really had a great time with her. Please welcome Sashir Zameda. I would say follow the fun. Whatever you find to be fun, no matter how nerdy it might be or how like silly someone else might think it is, like whatever the thing is, if you love doing it, if you're really passionate about doing it, you do it it shouldn't matter what other people think and you know hopefully that will guide you to where you're supposed to be there's no map or like clear path to how anyone gets to any point in their career the way I got to SNL is way different than the way someone else got to SNL um but you know if you just keep following the passion and keep following what you believe in and not what other people are telling you what you should believe in, then I think you'll get there. My next guest is an American stand-up comedian actor best known for his own show produced by Zach Galifianakis, but also for his roles in amazing films like The Hangover, Due Date, and The Hangover Part 2. If you ever catch this guy at the comedy store in the main room closing out a show, it's an experience you'll never forget. Interviewing him is the same way. Knowing him is even better. A true original, so authentic, Brody Stevens. It's jokes and stage time. And once you get that stage time, you get your jokes, you'll get more comfortable. And from that point, I feel like your personality will come out even more. You know, it's like you'll get on stage and maybe your personality won't be out there because you're nervous. You don't have your jokes yet. You don't have the experience. So you're, they're not seeing, they're, they're seeing the scared you. So 
you got to put those, could be three years, could be six years, could be eight, could be 10. But the more you do it, you just, you, you, it's stage time and jokes. There's no secrets. Now, or shortcuts. But then within that, you go, okay, there's other tricks about showing your face, being, you know, getting, having somebody you work with. It's good to have a partner. It's good to, I think, with, because at networking, if you want to get into that, like that next level of, having somebody you work with but at the core for stand-up i tell the guys stage time and jokes that's the foundation and then once you get then your personality will come out once you're more comfortable i don't think there's any you can you hear guys say, i've been waiting for my i'm writing my set i'm waiting for that perfect moment to get up there and do it this is an open mic just get that stage time write those jokes stage time see what happens after that but then there's, you know, you can go do the one in a million shot, too. There's all different ways, but that's my advice. An American entertainer, web-based comedian, video producer, and artist known for his short videos on YouTube, Vine, and also Lively. His parodies include Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, and so many others that we could never count here or the episode would be over before it began. He's one of the top online influencers in the world with a YouTube following of over 12 million. Bart Baker. The first thing I would say is there's so many people who want to do it, but they don't actually take the initiative to just do it do it put something up there start the channel put something up there if you want to do this which you know right now that when you there's a survey that went around number one job every kid wants youtuber number one job in the entire country that's what they that's the top one that's top pick but you can't be a youtuber without putting up the content and a lot of people are too scared to put up the content but just put something up you know and be confident in what you're putting up. If you're not, it's going to be crappy and people are going to see right through it. You have to like what you're doing. Find what you like to do. If you want to do YouTube, what do you want to put on YouTube? Make sure that it's true to what you actually want to do because people are going to see right through it. If you're doing makeup videos, but you hate makeup, don't do that. It's not going to work. I mean, it might, but at the end of the day, it probably won't. And, you know, it's a hustle. You got to hustle. Uh, once you put it up there, like what I did was I found every single website, every single blog editor. Uh, I found their email addresses and I emailed them my content. And I kept doing that for months. And they started picking stuff up. So find relevant source uh, places that will pick it up and email them good emails that look like you care. And they'll start to pick up your content if it's good. Um, but if you're making crappy content, once again, you know, it's not going to work. Uh, so you know what? I think that the main thing is you got to like what you got to really be passionate about it and you got to put some time and effort into it and it can work. It can work for anyone. If you, if you, if you do those things, I think, it, and it is it's new people are blowing up every day on YouTube, um, with no budgets just shooting themselves, doing stuff, living their lives in an interesting, creative, fun way. And that's my advice. Just try it. If you want to do it, try it and stick to it. 
is an entertainment industry veteran with over 45 years of professional experience in cable television, co-founder of E-Entertainment Television, a company now valued at over $3.5 billion. Please welcome Larry Namer. Well, I mean, most people in this town, you know, they... You have this unfortunate thing. You're the prettiest girl in a little town, and everybody says, "Oh, you should be an actress. You should be an actress." And you know, they all come here, and they they realize that there's another thousand pretty girls in town and stuff. So it really comes down to being more than a pretty girl. You you really have to put your time. You got to go to acting classes. You got to go to the voice classes. You got to really develop your skills. Um, and then you got to then you couple that with natural talent. So it, you you really got to put the time in learning the skill, and then you then you have to have the fortitude. I mean, the days where people come here and they're here for two days and get discovered, or there are not many of those. You know, it happens very rarely. Uh, most people come here and they they quit and leave before they really have given it a chance. So it's a lot of personal fortitude to, with with you know withstand the pain. My next guest is an American comedian and actor known for winning the grand prize on the third season of the Emmy-nominated NBC reality series Last Comic Standing. This guy's been in numerous television roles and films, an incredible voice in comedy, so smart, so inspirational. I'm talking about Alonzo Bowden. You said a beautiful thing in there, take control back. You have to learn to not take control back. If you have a problem with, with drugs and alcohol or whatever, you have to, we call it surrender, admitting, whatever. You have to admit that there's a problem that you can't conquer. This is one problem that you can't conquer head on. Find some help, whatever that help may be, whatever recovery program, rehab, or whatever, and give yourself a chance. That's all you got to do. You got to give yourself a chance. Like I say, I found my dream in a career completely different than anything I thought of going in. You know, I don't know when they come in, like, I don't know what your your dream is, but you got to give yourself a chance. And the only way you're going to give yourself a chance is saying, man, I got a problem and I need help. You got you have to do that. You can't this because, like I said, you're you're drinking every day to stop drinking. That's your best solution to stop to, to not drink is, man, I'm going to get drunk today, but tomorrow I'm going to stop drinking. Tomorrow never comes. You know, that's so if you're a person young, old or anywhere in between who has that problem, if you're a young person trying to get in a career like I tried to get in the comedy and so on, you know, when I, when I started comedy, I started late. I was 30. It's a late start in the business. And a friend who happened to be a therapist, but she said, 10 years from now, you can either have been a comic for 10 years or have wanted to be a comic for 10 years. That was a, that was a, that meant that that's a big statement. So you got to try it and it may or may not work. You know, um, what can you, they say, Kenya Barris was blackish was his 19th pilot or some crazy number like that, you know, but yeah, you have to, uh, you have to try and, and. This came from, it's a different world for me. Like I said, I come from a blue collar family background where you go to school and get a job. You know, if, like if I had worked my whole career at Lockheed, that would have been good enough. You know, so, so you have to try. 
If it's something completely different, just give it a shot. My next guest is an entertainment executive who worked for Sony Pictures Television for 24 years and became chairman from 2009 to 2016. It would be an understatement to say this guy has been responsible for numerous hit shows that I can't even begin to mention. But most recently, The Blacklist, Masters of Sex, and Breaking Bad. This guy had more knowledge in his thumb than I had in a hundred bodies. Steve Moscow. I would just say to someone coming up to the business, best advice I can give them is don't be cynical. Seek out people that have had success, have had failures, and find out from them like what worked, what didn't work, what advice. In the end, like I said, it's, it's do that, be passionate about the work, you know, and have a life. Because the one thing that, I mean, I, I'm very lucky that I have a great family that loves me, I love them, they're normal. And I don't think you can manage these careers at these high levels if your family is not right, you know? So it's that's been a huge priority for me. And I probably, in some regards, sacrificed some things because like we didn't do it, my wife and I socially, like didn't chase every party on weekends, whatever we kind of, spend a lot of time make sure the kids were good doesn't seem to have hurt me but that's hard for some people and but I find that like and that doesn't mean every marriage has to be perfect or, but like it's got to be a priority however that works as much as your career is a priority because you got to my whole thing with life is you got to have balance whether it's eating exercising managing stress whatever if you're tilted one way or the other it tends to not work my next guest is a producer, director, and screenwriter who has produced and directed 14 animated feature films with Lionsgate for the video market, such as Frogville, Birds of Paradise, and The Giant King. Currently, he's working on a multi-channel called Super Dope TV, and I can't even begin to tell you the ways in which this guy is working on changing the face of the business and how it's done. He's a visionary, he's young, he's unique, and he really, really has a great take on what it takes for people now to get there, stay there, and do the kinds of things that are going to move the needle. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Simpka. Do everything yourself. Don't wait for anybody to give you permission for anything. And and don't do it the the way that everybody else does it. Just look for what makes sense. Use your common sense to to find the the, the shortest path between A and B. Because everything in my career has been basically steps that almost nobody else takes. The way I became a casting director, the way I became a producer, a director, I'm everything. It, it, no one else followed in that career. I was just making it up as I as I went along. And the thing is, when when you do that, you're you're kind of forced to to analyze the field you're playing in, and and you see things that you that you wouldn't normally other otherwise see. The only things that are that are valuable that you accomplish in life, you accomplish them on your own, not by 
not by following someone else's program or rules. My next guest is an American stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and podcast host, best known for his leading roles in the NBC sitcoms Whitney and Undateable. He also has numerous hour specials. His live shows are legendary, and they always sell out. And when you're around this guy, you always feel important. You always feel like you're in a good place because he's got a really, really calming energy. A real, real true star in comedy, Chris D'Elia. You, you just got to get on stage every single day. That's what I always say, like at least once a day, at least once a night. Uh, if you want to be a stand-up comedian, then be a stand-up comedian. Um, my dad, he, he would say, I'm a director because I, I realized I was a director. You know, he's like Popeye's Popeye because he's fucking Popeye. He eats the spinach and like that's just who he is. He doesn't say, I think I'm Popeye. He's just fucking Popeye. <laughs> I'm definitely paraphrasing, but he did say fuck a few times. But that's, <laughs> you know, just do it. Be that guy, you know. So get on stage every night and, and don't not do that. If you want to be a comedian, then just be one. My last guest is one of the most prolific people in the entertainment business and is changing the face of it as we speak. He started off as a comedian when he was a teenager and started as a writer working in rooms with J.J. Walker, David Letterman, Jay Leno for the show Good Times. He became an extraordinary television producer, creating his own company, Entertainment Studios, where he's the founder, owner, chairman, and chief executive officer. Recently, he ventured into the film business with incredible success, with a movie that took the box office by storm this past summer. And I'm talking about 47 meters down. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't get any better than this guy. Please welcome Byron Allen. You're very fortunate. Um, you have something uh, today that a lot of people didn't have. You have global distribution, uh, the Internet. And that global distribution is powerful. Now, what you have to do is write and create every day and put it up. And guess what? If it's if it's good, it's going to draw an audience. And you just keep writing and producing and putting it up. A lot of people don't write every day. Cosby had taught me that. Cosby told me I write every day and I lay down 35 minutes of comedy every year. And then I went back and started listening to his comedy albums, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, why is there air? Fat Albert to my brother Russell, whom I slept with. Bill Cosby, a very funny man. All those albums, which were un unbelievably brilliant, they wrote 35 minutes. And he said, I write every day, and the goal is to get 35 minutes laid down. I record it and move on to the next 35 minutes. Right. And that's what I would say to you. To, to your listeners out there, you know, you have unbelievable opportunity. Create, make it, because I'm telling you, you know the audience better than anybody in L.A. and New York, because the problem is they're in L.A. and New York, and they fly over the country in private jets, and they don't know what's going on in the middle of the country. I was fortunate as a comedian to go on tour and open for Lionel Richie, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston, Al Jarreau, Smokey Robinson, Sammy Davis Jr. And they took me all over the country and I got to know the audience. Get out there. Do what you do. 
And, you know, and the good news is you got 7 billion people on this planet and most of them are hooked up. You only need a small fraction of them to appreciate what you do. And guess what? You're a gigantuan business. You don't need everybody to love you. Just be brilliant. Just be yourself. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of Industry Standard, the best of 2017, part two of two. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Again, thank you, everybody, for everything you've done for this podcast. You truly have been incredible, and I owe it all to you. Thank you so much. Have a great new year. I wish you all the best that life has to offer in 2018. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, a review on the iTunes comment review section, and one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. Landing on the name, You Seemed, September 25th, 2017. Heading reads, Appealing, five stars. The review reads, The best podcast, and it's clear you are well-respected yourself by all your guests. It's a treat and a thrill. I look forward to this each and every week. My only complaint being that I wish you would do more shows. You make my commute more appealing. I passed you on to so many people and hear only positive feedback. Never dull. Loved every show. On my way to listening to all since having heard of you last year. This being my first review. Simply great. Wow, that's really, really wonderful. Thank you, you seemed. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great new year. And you are a winner. Lastly, I'd like to thank our sponsors, AquaTrue. Again, go to industrystandardwater.com, type in the promo code BARRY, and get $100 off and get the best-tasting water you can ever imagine. And I Killed JFK, the documentary in the interviews about the only man in history to admit to killing JFK. The documentary is incredible. You love it. The interviews are insane with the last remaining living experts. Check it out, ikilledjfk.com. And lastly, my thanks to Wondery. Check out all the best podcasts in the world there at wondery.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. I've really enjoyed today. See you next time. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money, drive that fancy car. All the people love you, cause you're going far. Life is for the dreamers, they have all to gain. It's never quite over, till it all feels the same. Pick your own poison, dig your own.
Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.